Hey everyone, my name is Brooke Ferreira. I'm a licensed associate marriage and family therapist. Each week you'll be listening to me or one of my guests talk about what it takes to really live authentically. So this is the Nurture and Be podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Nurture and Be podcast. This week we have a colleague of mine on, Kate Ferguson. She's a therapist in private practice in Atlanta, Georgia. She works a lot with pregnant and postpartum women and families. She has a passion for um, maternal mental health, and she's really someone that I look up to when it comes to you know the work that she does with women and families, but also the way that she's run her business and just you know she's super authentic and really cool. So I'm excited for you guys to get to know her and hear a little bit about her story. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Nurture and Be podcast. I just introduced Kate through her bio, but now you'll get to hear her, you know, in real time. So welcome, Kate Ferguson. Thanks, Brooke. It's great to be here. Yes. I was telling them how much that I just look up to you. And I think that as a person and a business owner and just the work that you do is so inspiring. And so I'm excited for them to hear all about you. Well, that's very kind. The feeling is mutual for sure. So sweet. So can you tell us a little bit about like who you are, you know, what you're curling up to, what do you do for a living? Just kind of like a glimpse into Kate. Sure. Um, so who am I? I am a, uh, active middle-aged <laughs> licensed <laughs> professional counselor. Uh, I live and work in Buckhead, which is an area of Atlanta. Um, I have a very uh, full private practice and a very full private life. Um, I've got four kids and a husband and a dog. Um, And that's sort of a snapshot of of where I am in life on lots of fronts, Mm -hmm. Um, you know? So, um, yeah. Awesome. And do you want to share a little bit about like the population that you work with and kind of your lens of therapy, just so people have an idea of like a little bit who you are on that front? Sure. Um, I do individual therapy, psychotherapy for women. Um, I see women over the age of 25. I have a lot of training in reproductive mental health. So um, things that happen during um, the reproductive lifespan of a woman, right? So, um, trying to decide to have a baby, then infertility, um, stillbirth, you know, things that can happen during pregnancy, postpartum, and then a lot of perinatal mood disorders. So depression, anxiety from before pregnancy, the first year of postpartum. Um, and then over the years, like I would say at this point, that's, I love that. And I have a lot of training around that. Um, but I would say that's less than half of my practice now. And mm-hmm. so I also just see women, I'm seeing a lot of, um, older women, um, women kind of in second half of life. Interestingly, it corresponds with sort of like mm-hmm. perimenopause, menopause, uh, that, you know, that sort of, uh, piece, but, um, awesome. yeah. Awesome. 
So, you know, you mentioned that you have a full practice and I can attest to that. So you've been building like, you know, this thriving brand around yourself and practice over the last several years. What have you learned about yourself, you know, in the hustle of all this when it comes to like business, mental health, lifestyle, the way you want to live? Yeah, I, I have learned a lot about myself over the years and, um, I'm wondering, do your listeners know that we worked together in the last couple of years? Is it okay for yeah, me to Yeah, they say don't, that? but you can tell them. <laughs> okay, so I, I, that matters because so much of my more recent learning overlapped with my time, you know, working alongside you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, big picture, I would say that I do love being a business owner. I'm very entrepreneurial. Um, I like being in private practice. Um, and life is very full and um, kind of growing into just because I can do something and I'm good at something doesn't necessarily mean it's the right season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not exactly sure if that answers your question, but I know that when I moved to Atlanta, 14 years ago. And I said, I'm going to start a practice for women. There were all these people who said, Oh, women won't pay for therapy. I was like, well, not just women, but mothers. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh God, mothers really won't pay for therapy. You know? Um, and I do well, you know, I I look back now and I realize like that was a challenge Mm -hmm. to me. And, and I was like, "Mm, I'll show you. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. But sort of now at 44, like, I don't really feel I have to show anybody anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like, super proud of that. And now I'm like, what drives me now? Mm-hmm. You know, that's sort of where I am. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think it's, this is, you know, when I reached out to you, my original thought was like, let's talk about like pregnant, pregnancy, postpartum, reproductive health, all the things. But then you said like simpler living. And I was like, yeah, that too. Because I think... Mm-hmm part of what I've learned about myself and maybe it's being pregnant and thinking about like, you know, what the next few years are going to look like is I have so much my life driven to like, what's next. Okay. Got it. Now what, you know? And so when you said that, I'm like, I've been thinking about how I can implement that more. And it's really hard because a lot of the mindset and like what drives me was what I realized for myself was my dad has always kind of been like, you can like, reach for the stars and like get anything that you want in life. And I felt like I needed to do that in order to be worthy, you know? And so it's, I think the concept of simpler living is a lot harder than it sounds. And so I just appreciate your perspective on like, you know, I'm 44 and I, I realized that I don't need to like show people I can do this. And Right. In fact, when I was working with you, it was that big epiphany of like, shit or shoot, Mm -hmm. I've done it. Like, I don't know if you remember, but it was Mm -hmm. sort of like, okay, I've done it. Like, Mm -hmm. I've got the associates, I've got the business, Mm -hmm. I, I was building my business alongside of building my family, which Mm -hmm. sort of dovetails with what you're saying. And I've, I've got my four kids here, you know, that season is over, like, you know, I just resonate with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, I did all the things like now what? Mm -hmm. And also I'm not sure how happy it's making me, Mm -hmm. you know, on the professional side, Mm -hmm. the kid side, 
no changes, wouldn't change a thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's really powerful, you know, and thinking about like, how much of our lives are we living based on like what we think we need to achieve or do or how we need to perform versus like what actually we want to do and like what actually makes us happy and feel grounded and, you know, excited about life. And so I think I, I just love this topic so much. And I really, I really want to like segue into like, what does simpler living mean to you? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It's, I would say, <laughs> you know, big picture, simpler living is what we just talked about, like really figuring out what gives a person energy at doing more of that and what zaps your energy and doing less of that, mm-hmm. you know, free from any sort of prescription that society or family of origin or even, you know, negative uh, voice inside our heads might tell us mm-hmm. like this energizes, this doesn't. Um, so while that sounds broad, it's kind of what you're talking about. Like mm-hmm. it's maybe simple concepts, but challenging to do. Um, so there's sort of that big picture thing. And then I think there's all these little sort of tactical pieces, like getting off of social media, if that trips you up, um, something for me, that's been huge is like slowing down my text response time. Mm-hmm. Um, turning my phone off and really leaving it off. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, there was a lot of hustle in my life that brought me a lot of success mm-hmm. that I just had to be willing to put down. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, so I think the last thing I'll say about that is, um, simple living is still like a full and sort of delicious busy life for mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, everybody's different. It, it is not, um, boring or I don't know. It's still very full mm-hmm. and maybe even chaotic from the outside, mm-hmm. but it's an inside job of simplicity. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times like the term simple and like minimalist can get really, um, confused or like seen as like the same. And so I'm just wondering, like, would you describe your life as like a minimalist lifestyle or does it seem very different? Yes. Gosh, that is so true. And, um, I would never describe it as minimalist, (laughs) you know, um, it's, it's full, it's busy. You know, I have my work, I have my own, you know, personal things that, matter to me. And then, um, you know, I have a partner who needs my attention and a four kids who need my attention and a dog who needs my attention, mm-hmm. you know, and who I want to give it to. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not minimalist, but it is very edited mm-hmm. I right? like that. and, and edited. they're different things. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought about this is like completely off topic, but that, the um, when it was like 30 things, it was like you edit your closet, the minimalist closet, and I was like, you only the can have wardrobe, yes, the capsule. Like, <laughs> yeah, that just came to my head when you said that. Completely right. random thought. I mean, it's kind of in that vein. It's <laughs> funny though that you mentioned that because I, for a while, I was like, oh, I need like a uniform, and then I realized, I mean, it is. I, I, I for what it's worth, that drained my energy and caused so much thinking <laughs> that I 
for example, like I was like, okay, that I love the idea of a capsule wardrobe. I just can't even care that much. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> you know, but, but it is in that vein of like mm-hmm. the spirit of it is like, these are 30 things I love versus a mm-hmm. hundred things that are fine, mm-hmm. but don't like really bring me joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny how I want to hear like about the, um, like the behind the scenes process, right? Like the mental process of deciding like, okay, like I need to edit, you know? Cause I do think a lot of that I remember witnessing, you know, mm-hmm. just like questioning and wondering and speaking out loud and processing and just being like, well, like I could get bigger or I could not. And I just don't know what to do. And just, it was really amazing just seeing the way that like, you know, the universe really aligned things for you. And so I just want to hear about like what, you know, the, the behind the scenes process was for you, what was hard, what felt really easy. Yeah. Um, I would say that it was, well, it's, I, I, for me, my simplicity journal has been journey. I said journal, cause there's been some journaling, um, <laughs> journey has been, I really feel like a, a, a spiritual journey, mm-hmm. like, you know, higher power, God, whatever. I'm not persnickety about what word people use, but um, for me personally, just figuring out, okay, what what serves the greatest good, right? Mm-hmm. And I think in God's economy, like everything's a win-win. So trusting that what's good for me is good for others mm-hmm. um, or the world, you know, that sounds so like, you know, heady, but because what preceded that was really, I mean, really like a breakdown, Mm -hmm. like to, to, to put it plainly. I mean, I think of a big turning point, it was sort of building in our conversations. I actually remember sitting in my office with you and you said to me, like your whole energy just drained out of you. Mm -hmm. We're talking about growing, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, you know, let let me get a bigger space and let me, Mm -hmm. you know, and, I was just looking at you and you were looking at me and you just said, your energy just totally flowed out of your body. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. I feel like I could take a nap right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's, um, so that was building, building, building. And then really, you know, I started at that dark night of the soul on my couch. I had like a total breakdown, totally caught my husband off guard mm-hmm. and just said, I don't, I do not want to do this. Mm-hmm. I do not want to manage people mm-hmm. I you know I want to you know this just isn't working mm-hmm. for me um and then that helped me kind of stumble into this thing of like not, it, it was adjacent to people pleasing at first I was like oh I'm people pleasing but you know I'm my own boss and I'm very autonomous and mm-hmm. it, it was really like oh no it's not mm-hmm. that it's it's you touched on it sort of, am I, am I hunting for worth? Am I out? You know, if you play out, I'll show them. Mm -hmm. It is. I'll show them that I'm good and I can do this Mm -hmm. and you're wrong and I'm right. Mm -hmm. And like very egoic, Mm -hmm. childish, you know, kind of black and white, like good, bad thinking, Mm -hmm. um, kind of going on and on here, but that was sort of the, the background of just realizing like this isn't working. Mm -hmm. And it was harder for me to discern because everything was 
going well, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, and that also made it hard to make a change. Mm -hmm. Like I sometimes think my subconscious was like, you're done. (laughs) (laughs) So that I could like be like, okay, now what? Mm -hmm. That answer the question. It does. It does. And I'm thinking like how difficult, or maybe you didn't find it difficult or maybe you did, but I would imagine that like having this experience parallel to a society and a culture that says like, no, you need to keep going. You need to reach for more, like how those things were kind of battling. Um, and if you experienced that at all. Yes. Um, you know, it, I, I had, I mean, look, like I had a lot of pride and identity wrapped up in, you know, Kay Ferguson therapy and associates mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, I have, you know, five clinicians like working with me now. And, you know, we see, you know, however many clients and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Um, and you know, just kind of breaking free from like, that's really, I mean, that's just my ego just like loved to have mm-hmm. that, but it wasn't really blessing me or anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it was also a, that good realization of like, nobody really cares, <laughs> you know, like, in other words, there's people who are like, I'll show you, like, they don't, they weren't even remembering, mm-hmm. you know, like what, what, just that runaway train of like, mm-hmm. you do this and then you do this and you do this and you do this. And like, well, so anyways, it was sort of pausing and realizing that along the way I didn't identify what choices I had and mm-hmm. make a choice. It was just mm-hmm. caught up in this more and more and more grow, grow, grow mm-hmm. kind of piece mm-hmm. of, you know, what you're saying, like mm-hmm. culture and self sort of overlapping and disconnecting from that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, so many of us fall like under that, the more, 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 just because like, that's the content that we're consuming nowadays. That's the message that's being sent to us. You know, like there, we are living in an age where there's so much opportunity and there's so much access to things that we've never had access to before. It's like, well, figure out how to use it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, like, like, let's do this. Right. And so I think there's so much more pressure to like keep going, which I think makes it even more brave and courageous to say, what if I don't? Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. What if I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, like, what if I don't? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, it's funny. That's some, that's actually sort of a Slowing down, I keep saying, just identifying choices and then, you know, baked into that is like, if I do and if I don't, mm-hmm. you know, like what, what does this mean mm-hmm. and do I really want it? Yeah, I, I am, I just submitted my application to be fully licensed. So that's really, just really exciting in the therapy space, but I always envisioned myself starting a practice the second that I had my license. and. Then I had this baby coming right along the same time that I'd be going, being licensed fully. And I've sat so much with myself around like, what if I don't start a practice right now? Because that would be really draining and that would take away from the time that I want to spend, you know, with my little girl. And it's been a really 
difficult process for me to like let that go. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You know, and it's, so you're saying you you decided like sounds like you decided it you do want to let it go at least mm-hmm. for now. Mm-hmm. But you feel like the grief or yes. the difficult or the struggle or whatever around it. Yeah, and it pops up where it's like, well, maybe I should. You know, and I have to kind of remind myself or like even ask myself, why do I feel like I should? You know, is it because I have something to prove? Is it because I feel like I would make more money? Is it because I'd have more time freedom? And a lot of times the answer to that is no, because I really love the place that I'm at right now. And I have all of those things. And so it's like, okay, what if I just stop convincing myself that like I need to have the practice to have these things and just sit with like, this feels good to just pause and just like be in a group practice where I just show up and I see my clients and I don't worry about anything else. And then I go home to my baby and, you know, have a good evening, you know? Yes. I mean, it's just that quality of life is huge. Yes. And you just kind of uncovered something that I like to ask myself and people is when they want something like, well, what, does having that thing get you Mm -hmm. right the only thing any of us wants the only reason we want anything is for what feeling or outcome it brings us Mm -hmm. and you perfectly just highlighted like wait a minute I have all of those things Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) or like really really close Mm -hmm. so how important is it Mm -hmm. right like yeah and it also touches on sort of the seasonality of life like just like wow like funny enough it's maria shriver who said it which is a funny person to quote but she said you know 30 years ago in an interview with oprah i think like you you know women can have it all but we can't have it all at once (laughs) and i i sort of you know my like little younger like feminist self was kind of like whatever maria (laughs) and like you know she was probably 40 in her 40s when she said it and now that i'm in my 40s i'm like well damn that's true Uh You know, uh-huh. like, it's what you were grappling with. Mm-hmm. Like, I can have it all, just not at once. I like, literally want to make that the title of this episode. <laughs> oh, good. Let's do it. Because I think that be amazing. I mean, it's, I think it, that backs so much into, like, the cultural piece of, like, the world tries to make us think that we can have it all and all at yeah. once, you know? And yeah. it, there's, like, this learning process of, like, one, I don't need to have it all at once. And like two, I really can't have it all at once. And I, I truly don't believe like balance fully exists. I think one area always gets like a little bit more. But I think that like we can choose which area that is, you know. God, Brooke, I love that. And I so agree. Like I don't believe in balance, but I like to say like, but I believe in balancing. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're on a balance beam. Yes. Like you're, you, we never find perfect balance. We're always like rocking back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I'm having a baby. Like I'm okay. I'm writing that part, and then like baby will start sleeping, and you might reevaluate what mm-hmm. you want to do. Like you know, or you know, my kids are older. Like it's soccer season. Um, that's super important. It brings mm-hmm. me a ton of joy. So uh, you know that when it's on, like my life is weighted that way. Mm-hmm. Um, this summer I did a training that was really important to me and my life was really weighted towards this new sort of like intensive training I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And it meant the kids were like eating pizzas, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. so balancing Mm -hmm. anyways, is 
what you're talking about and that is a part of Mm -hmm. simpler living like okay Mm -hmm. if I can't have it all like how do I just Mm -hmm. do this dance for now yeah I heard this I cannot remember where I heard it um but it I it stuck with me and it talks about like we're always juggling balls, right? And some of the balls are glass and some of them are rubber. And so we have to learn like which one of these balls are glass or which one of these things are, is it glass or rubber? And like, can the rubber just drop sometimes, you know, because it will bounce back up eventually. Yeah. And so I just, I think about that so much of like, okay, my, my husband and my, you know, baby are glass, you know, and the home that we're in the family that we're creating is glass and my friends are glass and like work is glass, but not all parts of work are glass, you know? And so it's, it. it's really like sorting out, okay, what, what can bounce, what can drop right now? Um, yes. Oh my gosh. I love this word picture. It's dead on, <laughs> you know, like, I wish I knew who said so it. Good. Cause but I, I think I heard it in a podcast one day. Cause I just, I think about that all the time. Yes. Yes. That's sort of in line with this like question, like in five years, will this matter? Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. in, in five years, I, it will matter that I missed fifth grade graduation, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to remember what I would have like missed it for, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, for example. So how have you seen that like simpler living, um, has impacted your mental health? Um, uh, a lot. Um, and by the way, I'm still journeying with it. It's, it's, it's amazing how fast I can like pick back up that, you know, go, go, go Mm -hmm. piece. But, um, you know, I short form, I'm not like crying on the couch, uh, (laughs) having a breakdown, but, um, I feel better able to play mm-hmm. I feel better able to rest I feel um more centered um and I'm more aware of when I'm off center mm-hmm. and I'm more protective of staying centered mm-hmm. and by centered I really what I'm saying is just like grounded in what I feel like is my wise adult self mm-hmm. you know just flexible you know not black and white and thinking mm-hmm. um you know able to ask myself what do I want need feel and answer mm-hmm. um so <clears throat> I would say it's brought a lot more of um mental like resilience and happiness Mm -hmm. not that I was pursuing happiness I actually don't believe in pursuing happiness but it's been a good byproduct Mm -hmm. of simpler living Mm -hmm. and you said that you're you know still in your journey but I will say like a very just like evident piece of seeing this is so for people who don't know like when a podcast guest comes on I always ask them for a bio and, you know, because we worked a few months ago or a year ago, whenever that was, was that a year ago? Over a year. Wow. Yeah. Um, I've seen the bios that you've submitted before for podcasts. And then I'll read you guys quickly what she submitted to me. 
Kate is a therapist in private practice in Atlanta, Georgia. And I just saw that and I loved it. I was like, that is so authentic and like on point for what this is. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and I would say related to that, like being a therapist in private practice in Atlanta, Georgia is I, part of the fun, I am enjoying my work. Like mm-hmm. when you're talking about like the glass balls versus the rubber balls, like mm-hmm. if clients are sort of the, the glass ball and the mm-hmm. juggle like I am enjoying it so much more and I I mean I do think I'm a good therapist and I was never doing you know like bad therapy if you will mm-hmm. but and, and I don't really have a way of asking my clients but um I feel like the work we're doing is so much better mm-hmm. um I mean I just know that I'm more present mm-hmm. and um that's just made it a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. I was actually just on a vacation and all the, these other adults were like dreading Monday. Mm-hmm. And it was that thing of like, Oh my gosh, like I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to going back to work. Mm-hmm. Like here we go, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's turned from burning you out to energizing you, you know, which is what yes. you're talking about. Yes. And by the way, speaking of that, like identifying choices, like for people who want a simpler life, like, or who this resonates with, mm-hmm. you know, when I was not well, and I was sort of like in this real black and white thinking, it was like, you know, let me just rip it out of this, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to work. I'm just going to like, mm-hmm. stop it all. And then I could kind of back up and be like, okay, what are other ways for me to, to have this career? And, um, that brought a ton of relief. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't have to be scorched earth, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and in fact, that wouldn't have been good mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. I want to pause there for our ad. Sure. So for this ad, I really just want to, you know, point out some resources that I have been loving lately. And I think, you know, Obviously, I'm currently pregnant, and so looking up pregnancy resources and postpartum resources has been really um, something that I've been diving into and finding ones that I'm trusting. And so I really, 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 really want to share with you postpartum.org, I think, or I think it's .net, sorry, postpartum.net. This is like the number one resource that I will recommend to people who have just had a child. Um, They have a helpline on there. If you're experiencing any kind of crisis, they can help um, to direct you to either a provider or to crisis resources. Um, They have, if you're experiencing postpartum anxiety, psychosis, depression, OCD, bipolar uh, disorder, any of those things, they can help point you um, to the right direction. They also have free support groups on there. They have for, I mean, for so many things, for grief and loss, for dads, for um, women of color, for NICU babies, all of the things. They have um, free, free, free support groups on there that meet weekly. They have a registry of like all the different professionals in your area. They have resources just to learn in general. It's really such a great resource. Um, So I really like that one and recommend it. 
at least just like glancing at it and seeing they also have an Instagram you know if that is if you can get any benefit from it they have um, Facebook groups as well so postpartum.net all right so welcome back you know for this part I always like to leave you guys with some things that you can implement today start today um, to you know start to move towards simpler living if that's what you desire So, Kate, can you share, you know, maybe two or three tips on just like how people can start implementing this lifestyle or shift? Yes. Um, I definitely think first, most important is starting to pay attention to your energy, Mm -hmm. like what gives you energy, what takes your energy. Um, I think identifying choices like wait, do I have to go into private practice? Do I have to stay where I am? Is there some hybrid? Is there some this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and something that has was very helpful for me is that I did um, sit down with a mentor of mine and who's a little bit ahead of the path with me. And she actually helped me like make some sentences because I didn't even know how to say some things. Right. So like for me and, and you talk about authenticity, you know, learning, um, boundary statements that were hundred percent true. Cause mm-hmm. I'm also very authentic. Right. Mm-hmm. So in other words, being asked to participate or do something or teach, you know, that's something that I used to do. Mm-hmm public speaking or teaching and I'm taking a break from that the punchline is I have learned to say like you know I'm just not available mm-hmm. the reason I might not be available is because I'm gonna make it to my exercise class or mm-hmm. I'm gonna like take a nap that day mm-hmm. you know um another thing that's been helpful is just saying you know right now like client work and parenting is a big priority for me mm-hmm. and so I'm not available for X, Y, Z. And it sounds silly, but kind of having that in my repertoire has helped me so much with others. And then also in my own head, Mm -hmm. like, does this serve those values or detract from those Mm -hmm. values? Like, um, yeah. I feel like even just that last one too, you said it, you know, so integrated, but I think it's important to point out, like you have to identify what your values are first. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Like, I mean, I was just working this with a client, like right now, what's really important to her is train. She's training for a marathon Mm -hmm. and well, maybe I should be more vague. I just thought about that, but let's say she's training for a marathon and I don't know, like trying to date. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, for her, it would be, you know, gosh, right now I'm like really into my training program Mm -hmm. and I have some other social obligations that Mm -hmm. limit my availability. Like I'm not able to do that right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. does joining an, if you're a a, a straight woman, does joining an all women's softball (laughs) team help you meet someone? No. (laughs) even if it's fun, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's a little random, but I was trying to think of something really random. Yeah, but no, but that's helpful. So. I think for people to see like, oh yeah, that is a choice that I would make, you know, or like have to think mm-hmm. about. And it's so much deeper than like, this is a fun activity. It's like, no, like that actually 
does this serve what you're wanting it to serve right now or not? So I think that's helpful. Um, do you have any resources or like, you know, books, podcasts, anything like that, that have been helpful for you during this process? Yes. So it maybe sounds a little strange, but part of it was building upon this process was I started getting really into um, Terry Real, and he's a fabulous therapist and he teaches something called relational life therapy. And funny enough, it's couples driven, even though I don't see couples, but I always say like, I see a lot of wives and partners mm-hmm. and um, he, he sort of posits this idea of like full responsibility living. And it's funny, but it planted a seed for this because I realized like life is happening to me. Mm-hmm. I am not being fully responsible in my life, mm-hmm. even though it's good things. You know, in our culture, we talk a lot about that with like, you know, this idea of like, oh, victim thinking, which is a whole other problem, but mm-hmm. like, oh, life's just happening to you. But it's also true. Life can be really great mm-hmm. and you're not taking responsibility um, and related to that, he reminded me of and does a beautiful job of teaching Pia Melody's work on um, our adaptive child, right? Mm-hmm. And I know we only have so many minutes, but we have a functional adult and we have this adaptive child and this inner child. And the punchline is our adaptive child carries all the traits from childhood that we needed to adapt to our environment when mm-hmm. our life depended upon it. And then as we're adults, those very traits cause us problems. Mm -hmm. And how that relates to simplified living for (laughs) me is I try at every turn to be like, who am I talking to right now? Is this my wise adult? Or is this my adaptive child? Because my adaptive child, God bless her. (laughs) She's wonderful. She thinks she's helping, but she needs to, as my mentor said, when she's in effect, I just send her off in my mind to God to babysit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, thank you, younger self. Mm-hmm. You have helped me so much. And now you go rest and mm-hmm. be with God and I'm going to be the adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds sort of like big and woo woo, but like a really practical example is like, you know, my adaptive child says things to me like, I'm really tired, but I signed up for a 7am exercise class. And so you better get up. You better go. You have to go mm-hmm. like, you know, fear tactics, all this mm-hmm. stuff. But my wise adult is able to say, Hey, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I need to rest. And like missing a class is not going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does that make yes. sense? And uh, that complete. is simplified living. Cause it's just, <sighs> yes. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. And I'll put both of them. I just found their website. So I'll just link those to the show notes. Oh, good. So people can, okay, cool. all their books and stuff are on there. So you guys can explore them. Um, okay. So for the last thing, you know, how do people connect with you? What kind of services do you offer? How do people find those? Yes. I mean, the best way to connect with me at this point is my website, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Um, I do have an Instagram page. I literally haven't been on it in months and months, but <laughs> it connects to my website. I think, I think there's a Facebook page that still connects to my website, but, um, it's really just on the web and I do, um, individual therapy. I do still have one, um, associate who mm-hmm. does 
I, again, I prefer to be in person mm -hmm. um, while it's healthy and fine. And she prefers to do um, telehealth. Mm -hmm. So she, her name is Jessica. She's still in the mix. And so um, in terms of services provided, like I try to do in-person individual therapy. Mm -hmm. And if somebody wants an excellent telehealth therapist, mm -hmm. like she's also here. Mm -hmm. And that is for um, Georgia, right? Yes. Okay. I am only licensed in Georgia. Okay. Um, which was another thing funny enough to let go of because <laughs> I was trying to get licensed in other states. And I'm like, hi, I want to be in person with people. Uh-huh. And again, she's in the Buckhead area, which is in Atlanta. Um, yes. So accessible by um, pretty much all surrounding Atlanta areas. Yes, it's true. Okay. And then Brooks in Peachtree City. <laughs> yes. You're the city. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am down here hanging out. But oh. don't plug me because I'm about to go on maternity leave. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Be a little while. Awesome. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you. You know, thank you for taking the time and, you know, making the time and labeling this as something that gives you energy versus drains you. I appreciate oh, all of this. Totally. It's been so fun to see you too for yeah. FaceTiming. It's been great. Thank you for asking me. I'm honored. Of course. So I really appreciate it. Of course.